This is a Federal News Network podcast. The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Off the Shelf gives a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Roger speaks to members and government officials about procurement policy, trends, innovations, and debate. Now your host, Roger Waldron. Today my guest on Off the Shelf is Laura Stanton. Laura is the Assistant Commissioner for the IT category at GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. She also serves as the government-wide IT category manager, um, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. But first of all, Laura, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Roger, thank you so much for the opportunity to join you today. Well, I am, I'm looking forward to the conversation because it's, it's something you know that we haven't really focused on or talked about previously. Um, you know, it's always everybody wants to talk about GSA's con- IT contract vehicles and, you know, your responsibilities for them. But this is sort of a broader discussion of, you know, the, your role as the IT category manager. So I guess first to sort of level set, can you talk about that role and the scope of what the responsibilities are? Absolutely. And um, really excited to have a chance to talk a little bit more in detail about this today, Roger. I am the OMB-appointed government IT category manager, as well as the assistant commissioner for the IT category in GFA's Federal Acquisition Service. As you you said, there's lots of IT, there's lots of category, um, and uh, I will try and be as clear as possible throughout the segment about which which roles which. But um, as the government-wide IT category manager, I oversee 13 of the best-in-class IT acquisition vehicles that are in GSA, but they also include Army Chess, um, National Institutes of Health, CIOSP3, NASA Soup. And across the IT category last year in FY21, we saw $70 billion in obligations. Um, I also have an opportunity to work with the and lead the IT Vendor Management Office, the IT VMO. And we'll get more into this as we go throughout the, the segment today. But the ITVMO provides government-wide market intelligence services to federal agencies that support better IT buying practices across the federal government. So that office is very focused on how we look at IT as a government-wide entity. Um, and then in the assistant commissioner role for the IT category, I'm responsible for managing more than 6,000 contracts and providing access to IT solutions for defense, civilian agencies, state and local governments, as well as tribal governments. And through that organization, we facilitate more than $32 billion in annual federal spend. And last year was uh, almost $2 billion in savings to the customer agencies. So that is very much in support of um, the broader government-wide IT category. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there. You've got OMB, you know, you've got uh, all those IT contract vehicles. You said 13 of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the customer agencies, and then you got all the GSA contracts and whatnot. So can you, you know, it'd be interesting, just like what's your typical day like when, you, <laughs> when you're dealing with all these different things? I spend my days connecting with people. 
And these connections range from industries, agency, across GSA, nonprofits, basically any stakeholder you can think of is on my calendar during a given week. And that, that is part of the intelligence gathering and understanding the IT landscape, both from what it looks like from the government point of view and looking at it from the industry point of view. Um, and then internal to ITC, I'm also looking at strategy to oper- operations. And I'm constantly listening for opportunities and working on ways to eliminate barriers. And that's in both roles. Um, looking at what's happening across the IT landscape that might be uh, broadly affecting businesses' ability to come into the federal IT market, versus as well as very very operational issues inside of inside of GSA, and this just becomes very important for the small business community. And I know we're going to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, before we start talking a bit more about, about small businesses, it's just it's interesting is that you're OMB appoint, appointed. So, you know, do you, in your role there, are you pushing out, you know, the, you know, some of the key priorities at OMB in the context of category management, whether it's sustainability issues in the context of IT and that sort of thing? Is that part of your role? Absolutely. Looking at very much how does the IT category meet those administration initiatives and when it comes to sustainability, when it comes to equity and procurement, which is certainly something that affects the small business community directly. Um, A lot around cybersecurity, making sure that we have that the that the government wide IT um, solutions are, are provide agencies the right solutions, products, and services to be able to meet the obligations under the cybersecurity executive order that was signed last year. So very much that connection to policy execution into the category is a really key part of what we're looking at. So one of the themes I know you're focusing on it, you know, and the Biden administration, equity, inclusion, accessibility, mm-hmm. all those things, and that you know, I always think of that translating into small business opportunity and especially, you know, and, and I know the administration has a big focus on small disadvantaged businesses. Um, can you start? I mean, we got about two or three minutes left in this segment. Can we start the conversation on on the role the category manager plays mm-hmm. a, uh, in terms of supporting IT small businesses? Certainly. Um, happy to do so. I'm really looking at small businesses as an enabler to federal IT acquisitions. And category management provides really the framework for us to look broadly at, as I said, are there barriers to small business? What does the overall spend in the small business community look like when it comes within the IT, within the broad, that $70 billion number that I mentioned earlier? How many small businesses are we seeing an increase? Are we seeing a decrease? Are companies getting onto these best-in-class vehicles, and then are they able to? Do, are they getting task order awards? So all of that is, are things that, from a broader category standpoint, I'm I'm looking at understanding where the challenges are, understanding what the opportunity is, and then what we're doing is putting putting things in place to assist, and that includes uh, some of the things I'll dig into a little bit more, but developing a small business strategy across the IT category, putting together an IT buyer's community of practice, 
so that the agency buyers can understand what's happening more broadly. But really making those connections across the best practices and understanding what works for small businesses. And as part of that, it seems to me your role at FAS, you know, complements those efforts. I mean, you, 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 I mean, you have a direct, you have the overall portfolio of IT contracts you mentioned, but you mm-hmm. have a direct portfolio that you have management responsibility for as well. And yeah, I, I know we're going to talk a lot about this, but just, we've got about a minute left just for this segment, just, you know, real quickly, how do those things come from your perspective? Uh, it yeah. seems like they complement. How do you, see, how do you see it? I absolutely see them as complementary. That's one of the reasons why um, with the the ITC and, and GSA has had the IT category manager role for a number of years is for that complementary connection. The, it, the government-wide IT CM role is really working strategically with across the, the big solutions. I described a couple of the ways that we're doing that already and to ensure that the government is managing their spend, but then taking all of that and applying those practices, applying those policies to the acquisition vehicles that we put in place um, is, is really where, you know, I'll use the old saying where the rubber meets the road, making sure that we're doing it for some of the acquisitions I know we'll discuss more in depth, but doing it for Polaris and doing it for Stars 3 is the direct application of some of that. Yeah, I do. we are going to dive deeper because I want to talk about like category management, some of the features, and and then just generally from a management perspective, then how they're translating into supporting small businesses moving forward. And we are up on the break, uh, Laura, but when we come back, we'll continue to, to talk category management, your role as a government-wide IT category manager, and, you know, opportunities to support small businesses in that in that federal market, IT federal market. My guest today is Laura Stanton. She is the government-wide IT category manager and the assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA. I'm Roger Waldron, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Laura Stanton. Laura is the government-wide IT category manager and the assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. And, um, you know, the show we're talking with Laura, in the past we've talked a lot about, you know, the specific programs at FAS, and we'll touch on those in the context of overall category management as we move along. But today we're really talking category, government-wide IT category management function and how it supports small business. And, um, Laura, so let's just start this, this segment, you know, with sort of the big picture, what, you know, why category management, what's the elevator pitch. And then, then if you can do that and then relate it to, to small businesses and what they need to think about from that perspective. Absolutely. Roger elevator pitch is the government buying as one rather than buying as over 3,300 buying offices, 40,000 contractors, But category management enables the government to leverage its buying power as a large customer. And part of this goal is to make things easier for industry and reduce the need for vendors to constantly bid on redundant work. And that's also seen in the metrics. So category management practices began in the private sector a number of decades ago. 
in the public sector, sort of the best known example is the United Kingdom began using it back in sort of the late 2000s as a result of a way to address the financial cuts that they needed to make after the 2008 financial crisis. Um, launched in the United States, uh, I think, you know, sort of in 2014-2015 um, timeframe, and I was part of the team that was able to originally implement category management through establishing the Acquisition Gateway, um, which is a great resource for all businesses, as well as the Category Management Program Management Office um, in FAST that supports the 10 government-wide category managers. So the bottom line is it's a holistic way to manage spend and demand across the federal government. And it enables really to think strategically about those areas of spend versus just versus thinking about it as either a contract vehicle or just as a slice of an individual agency. So, yeah, and along those lines, it's, it seems to me the big key there in part would be data management. You know, and like, you know, if you're, you know, you have that portfolio of, Mm-hmm. contracts within GSA, but you also, you know, have that third, those 13 contracts, best in class, collecting that information, um, I think is, is foundational, isn't it, to category management and also foundational to identifying trends that could support small business. It absolutely is. And data is um, so important to the continued success. Um we use data throughout IT category management, the planning, the operations, using it to evaluate performance, identify challenges, and opportunities for continuous improvement. Um, spend under management is one of the key performance indicators under KP, under um, category management. And the other one that we're measured on and we look at very closely across the category is that small business utilization. And it gives us um, category managers give us that structure to look across all of IT and say, look, at this is what small business utilization looks like. It's increasing. Um, and actually, I do have a good news story around there. We, did, we have seen an increase in small business utilization across the IT category um, from FY20 to FY21. And we're very excited about that because it's something we're focused on. So data is absolutely key to being able to look at the market and understand the federal buying trends. I do want to, for all of the listeners out there, Roger, I do want to emphasize that if they go to the acquisition gateway, there is a public view of category management dashboards available for for the public to take a look at so they can see um, the overall picture. Yeah, um... And one of the things I guess I wanted to ask you is is in managing that data is one of your goals. So if you're looking at the data and you see there's a particular program that's doing a really good job in supporting small businesses or small disadvantaged businesses, it's trying to leverage, learn about their practices and then share them across a government enterprise. Is that sort of one of your, you know, responsibilities as a, as the government wide IT category manager? It absolutely is. Uh, One of the responsibilities is to understand where the best practices are happening when it comes to industry, when it comes to requirements development, and be able to take those out and share them more broadly. I mentioned in the previous segment, I talked, I mentioned briefly that we're getting ready to launch an IT buyers community of practice. And part of that is to bring together all of those agency 
um, all the individuals across the agency who are buying IT and begin to share those best practices to include um, what, what are great strategies for communicating with industry, um, how to gather requirements, sort of all of, the, all of those key things that then help the government to do a better job in meeting its mission. Yes. So, so along those lines, you know, it, it's, you know, you, you mentioned the first segment about listening to people, meeting with people. It is about relationships. And so how do you interface with your, you know, your peers across government who work in the IT space? And when you do that, what, you know, in terms of small business, what do you, what are you collectively sort of focusing on? So but let me, let me start with the, I spend, um, time with, with listening to small business associations, meeting with them, meeting with small businesses individually um, in both in both roles. I mean, this is an right. area where if I'm listening in one with one hat on, I'm listening with the other hat and yep. thinking about how we um, how, how we can best support them. But we're holding regular events and webinars to gather these insights. Um, we include last year we did um, we did one on acquisition innovations and also how small businesses can successfully transition out of small business status. Um, we also do one-off conversations with the agencies. I recently did a overview of category management and social security administration to the social security advisory board, talking through category management, um, both the principles and what that looks like at SSA compared to a government wide baseline. So we're then following up um, with professionals and really making sure that uh, we're supporting them in meeting those key performance indicators that I touched on earlier. So uh, along those lines, when you're, you know, listening and talking to the, the customer agencies or whoever, what are they telling you about, you know, things they'd like to see in contract vehicles and particularly to support small business? Are there sort of uh, recurring themes that, that folks are talking about? I think one of the, one of the big things is, is that when we're looking at the best in class contracts is, which is that tier three of spend under management, it's looking at how do we, how do we create access to a core of small businesses so that the government can, can reach them. And this is an area where, um, I know I'm going to, as I said, I'll talk more about STARS 3, but I'm just so proud of the work we've done on STARS 3, where we have over a thousand small disadvantaged businesses that have gotten onto that contract date, and they're able to, um, and then the agencies are able to reach them through the STARS 3 GWAP. The, the reason I bring that up is I think that when we're listening to small businesses, there's sort of two, two parts of the equation for success, Roger. And the yeah. first is, let's give them, you know, they need to be on a master contract. It makes it easier to do business with the government than doing open market. Um, so what's, what, what can we do to reduce the barriers to entry? And then on the back end, once they have, be it a GWAC or a schedules contract, how do they get task order awards and what are we doing for post-award support? And so you sort of have to have, you have to have the funnel bringing them in to the first place, and then you have to give them the support on the back end to be able to be successful. And, and that's what um, we are looking, we are evaluating, not just how many, how many small businesses are on these contracts, but then ultimately how many are winning awards. 
Yeah, I think that's from a small from the small business community perspective. That's like that's that's really good news. I mean, I know back in the time frame when you you mentioned 2014 or so when category management first came into being. I know in the small business community, there's a great deal of skepticism about that approach and and the best in class concept and whether they were going to be you know shut out if they picked the wrong contract sort of thing. So to the extent you guys are really thinking about strategies to you know, open the aperture for small businesses like, you know, the STARS contract. I think that's good news for the small business IT community. So, and you know what, Laura, we're up against the clock here. So when we come back, we'll continue our discussion um, uh, with uh, Laura Stanton, the government-wide IT category manager and assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA, and we'll continue our discussion of small business opportunities and category management. I'm Roger Waldron, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Laura Stanton. Laura is the government-wide IT category manager appointed by OMB, and she's also the assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. Two very complementary roles. Today, we're focusing more on that government-wide IT category management role and function. And, you know, last segment, we really started to talk a lot about the small business support and the category and category management um, and talked a little bit about some of the, you know, the, you do the efforts in that area. And I, I think it's time to take a deeper dive on that and talk a little bit more about some of the specific practices and strategies, Laura, you're looking at to support small businesses within the IT category. Thanks, Roger. And I wanted to touch on a couple of things when it comes to small business and category management and industry engagement. One of the core couple of the core principles. If you look at the OMB policy for category management that was issued back in FY19. They, they call out um, strategies for engaging with industry as one of, one of the top five principles. And another core principle of category management is helping small business. I think that there is some, some belief that and, or myth around category management that it's synonymous with bundling, and it isn't. It really is, and I've, I've tried to address this in the last two segments, that category management is managing by market segment and really emphasizing that federal marketplace and the U.S. economy are not monolith. Those, and we see it specifically in IT, where we see the different sub-markets that each have their best practices and pain points. You have very different practices if you're talking about hardware versus software versus services. And category management allows us to organize ourselves really effectively to go to those, to those different sub-markets and with more consistent demand signals. And for small business, that especially because most small businesses have a niche area, this enables us to better understand the best practices and the industry practices within those within those submarkets, and approach small businesses in a way that makes sense for that particular industry, and that lets us then lower those barriers to entry and help sellers more effectively position themselves to achieve this work. And these are um, 
just across the board, if we're meeting small disadvantaged businesses or other socioeconomic small businesses through a government-wide contract or through an individual agency's open market set aside. So therefore, we're really trying to develop training, to develop, you talked about the best practices earlier, how we're gathering those, um, and really ensure that agencies understand that and that from the IT category, we're empowering the agencies with that information as much as we're able to, to, to gather and, and share out. Um, from that perspective, and you're looking at, um, you know, the small business, you know, I guess, industrial base that you're, you know, that you're working with and trying to promote um, across the board. Are you, you know, are you, what you just described, are you, you know, attempting to translate that into, so for example, in Polaris, what you've lessons learned there um, or NASA soup, because that's within the IT category, mm-hmm. right? That's the best in class. Uh, you know, they're going to be working on their next generation or, or the IT portion of the GSA schedules program or, mm-hmm. or the stars. Are, are, are these things being rolled out in these, in these vehicles or do you see that that's sort of the next generation as you move forward? You know, we're at a really interesting point that the um, generation of co- of GWACs and best in class contracts are sort of that first that first uh, group that's coming sort of post category management guidance. So certainly, when we looked at Stars, when we looked at Polaris, we incorporated the best the best guidance in there um, from GSA's point of view. This is where those two roles become really complementary. Um, and we'll be continuing to share those out with the program offices of all the best-in-class vehicles um, as we as we see that. With both, I'll talk specifically about SARS-3 and Polaris, um, that we spent a lot of time listening to industry. And even just, recent, just uh, in the last few days, we rolled out a whole blog post with a set of changes around Polaris that was in response to the feedback that we received from industry and the IT community. And those are the types of things that then we can, we can share broadly, more broadly across the, across the other best in class um, solution owners. So, you know, along those lines in that engagement, that's so critical, the engagement with industry, you mentioned meeting with small business associations and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, are there other, you know, strategies that you're pulling together to, you know, to further engage? I know you're doing RFIs, like, and draft statements work and that sort of thing. Or, you know, is this fast 2020? Is that going to have a portion of it that, you know, is dedicated to the IT category? Just what's your outreach strategy for category management and small business? couple of things. We have internally across the government, we've worked with SBA. We work with our government's OSDEBU Council, Department of Labor's Small Business Quarterly Vendor Forum, and that helps us connect to the industry partners through some other channels other than just the forums that we run. Um, We also have partnered with industry groups. Uh, Your group, Roger, Coalition for Government Procurement, ACT IACS, Small Business Alliance, ADARC, and are currently um, looking at really other, other opportunities for us to engage more broadly with industry associations um, to be able to to reach a broad uh, alliance with small businesses. So 
very much looking at that in terms of FAST 2022. Last week, we did a half-day session on cyber and IT that um, I believe is going to be available for uh, via recording for if you people did not have a chance to attend it. Um, and certainly, we'll be, we'll be looking at feedback from any, all of those engagements. But we're continuing, we really are continuing to try and get out there and look for ways to expand those communications with, with um, small business. Yeah. So, Laura, just from your you know, IT perspective, it, it's interesting you mentioned cyber. Is that one of the, I would think that that's one of the biggest challenges for small businesses is that to, to the extent they've got their cyber requirements at the federal government. You know, yeah, we just heard from Jeff Kosis, you know, he, he met with, uh, you know, coalition members and talked about there's 12 different, potentially 12 different FAR cases just focused on cybersecurity and that sort of thing. Is that, is that a big, you know, area where you're, you're looking to, to help support small businesses? We are. And a couple of the actions that we've taken, Roger, are one, we've been looking, we've been working on trying to get, raise awareness of what the what the requirements are in the cyber executive order. So, and two, we also had two RFIs on the street in the last few months. One of them was to understand sort of small, understand businesses, specifically small businesses readiness for that. And then secondly, also to look at C, uh, CSCRIM, cyber supply chain risk management, and understand what the landscape looks there and how prepared businesses are. So getting that data in will then help us devise strategies on where we see risks um, and where we see opportunities for small businesses. So the first thing is to get that data in, knowing that we have a lot of changes coming, make sh- see how where the awareness is and see how prepared companies are feeling to be able to meet these requirements. Yeah, that's, you can see that across government, just the, you know, you have to get the data first to try to, you know, understand the trends and what's going on before you can start implementing. And I mean, it's fundamental. And it's an across cyber, it's in, in so many different other areas, you know, sustainability, you know, and others just in terms to try to figure out what the right implementation strategy is and how you support, um, you know, small businesses in that regard. When we come back, Laura, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the good news for small businesses. I think you might have touched on a little bit on it earlier about, you know, the goal. You've exceeded the goal for IT. And uh, just also keep in mind what what's what's the top of mind for you, in, you know, moving forward in the rest of this fiscal year. And then maybe touch real briefly towards the end about, you know, about Polaris and STARS just to maybe a little bit more in depth. I don't know. You know, people, people do want to hear about those, Laura. I know that's your other responsibility. It's complimentary, right? So anyway, I'm Roger Walder. My guest today is Laura Stanton. She's a government-wide IT category manager and the assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA. I'm Roger Walder, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Laura Stanton. Laura is the government-wide IT category manager appointed by OMB, and she also is the assistant commissioner for the IT category at GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. And, you know, the show we've been talking primarily about, 
the category management government-wide role that Laura um, is responsible for and, and, the, and what's going on in that part of her job. Um, and so I want to continue that. And, you know, first of all, you touched on it earlier, just about some success and increasing, you know, pur- your purchases from small businesses in the IT category from last fiscal, from the last two fiscal years, uh, increase year on year. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of those successes? Absolutely. Um, so the good news is the IT government-wide category manage, uh, category is seeing an increase in the in the percentage of small business use. And one of the key measures, I've mentioned this a couple of times already, is that small business utilization. And that is one that I track very closely. And from in FY18, we were at 34.7%. And in FY21, we were at 37.8%. And that, and so we're very pleased to see that increasing as a total, as a percent of the total obligations across the category. And let me just break it down into real numbers. It's $4.3 billion more that's going to small businesses as a result of that. And across some of the IT government-wide category vehicles, the small business utilization can be as high as 82%. So this is really an area that we're, we're, we're looking closely at and we're looking to, and all of the things you've heard me talk about over the previous segments, go back to how do we reduce those barriers to entry and how do we also ensure that small businesses are successful once we get there? Yeah, is that, it's the barrier to entry is that, you know, we met, talked about cyber being a big issue. That could be a barrier to entry. Is that, is that, you know, is that ability for small businesses to enter the market, you know, I, it is a two-part thing. You can't have one without the other, right? I mean, I think, right, you can you can be in the market and not be successful, uh, or you can not be in the market at all, right? So you got to get folks into the market and, and then build the foundation for success. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that just GSA's portfolio in general has done a pretty good job on that with, you know, would you like to comment on that? Yeah, I do want to highlight that one of the challenges is just across the board in the IT government-wide category, we're seeing fewer small businesses entering the market. Yeah. Uh, fewer new businesses just and fewer small businesses as prime contractors. So I think that does emphasize sort of when I talk about reducing those barriers to entry, it's done knowing that that's been happening. So from, from 2018 to 2021, the number of small businesses winning IT prime contracts decreased by 24%. That means we have some work to do. And the small business entrance to the market declined by 70%. So the small business, so we're seeing, and you saw the, you heard me talk about the increase in, in, oblig, in percentage of obligations going yes. to small business. But we clearly still have work to do to attract small businesses to the market and make sure that once they're in the market, that they're that they're they have the knowledge to to be able to compete successfully. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic where the dollar volume is going up, but the number of small businesses participating has gone down. I guess one thing that would mean is that there's more, you know, I, there's more dollars going to, I don't know, uh, to a, 
a smaller industrial base when we want to expand the industrial base over time, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's part of the category management, right? Absolutely. So one of the things that I am very focused on is how do we expand that industrial base? And that gets back to the, all the outreach that I mentioned on the earlier segment. Um, part of what we're doing here is producing quality resources that help small businesses understand what the opportunity is in the federal marketplace um, and also help educate the agencies on the value of working with small businesses. So we um, were doing briefings. We just did a speed dating event. We're conducting webinars um, both in May and June with a focus on small business. And we've been doing research on issues that impact small business. I talked about the RFIs that we've done. I've also asked my team to put together um, an assessment of the IT landscape to look at, to look at what's happening as well. And then so that we can take that research and then turn it into a series of recommendations about how we better connect to the small business community. So, and part of that includes exploring the small business journey. So you're hearing a lot of activity around this. Um, and I think that it, you've already seen the translation of that into the increased obligations. Now we need to, we need to move that into the, um, into also into being the new, seeing more new entrants. Right. So along those lines, your your plans for, you know, the rest of this fiscal year and moving forward, um, just in terms of contract vehicles and, you know, other things that, that you anticipate in the future that the category is going to be focusing on? Um, we are looking at, uh, I talked about the IT buyers community of practice. That's going, that is actually something we've been sort of building up to for a while to launch, to launch that. And that's going to include not only at the entire acquisition people, to include COs, contracting officer representatives, agency vendor management offices. So that's absolutely um, a key area. And we're also planning a government industry acquisition summit. So for sort of for late FY22, that's focused on the government-wide category of IT. And we have a small business um, industry uh, event coming up on April 5th as well um, that's focused on the broader IT category. So all of these are designed um, with, the, with how, do we, how do we gather the information and then how to not just collect the, the data, but then act on it. Execute, all of this execution is key. Okay. That's all good stuff. And um, yeah, I know there's lots of companies that are very interested in participating in all those things. So please, Laura, make sure you share all the information <laughs> with the uh, coalition. We will definitely publicize it, make it available for our members and beyond um, to be aware of that. Um, and, and I would be remiss, you know, we got a, you know, we got about two minutes left. I have to ask. So can you talk a little bit about, um, I'm going to put you back in your FAS commissioner, uh, uh, for the IT category, uh, assistant commissioner hat. I I promoted you to commissioner I, there for I, a second. I, I, I call that. Yeah. So, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, where Polaris is to, to finish up the show? Absolutely. Um, we're working hard on clips. I mentioned the blog post that we just got out via Interact um, a few days ago that really that really uh, shares some latest information on Polaris. 
Um, I think I'm that most people are aware that Polaris is really going to be both innovative and very much targeted um, to small business and women-owned small businesses in the first RFP release. And then um, subsequently, we'll be doing HubZone and SDVOSBs. So in terms of timing, it is my hope by the time your audience hears this broadcast that GSA will have already released those first two requests for proposal. So the answer is soon, and we have been working very hard to, you know, get it right. Good. A final question, sort of, because it it seems to me it's a, it's an enduring strategy that seems to have been very effective. You can see it with the increased, um, you know, dollars going to small business in the IT category, because I think a lot of that is you know, you can point to GSA and what it and what it has done. And it seems to me the idea of a portfolio of contracts, ITG WACs, that focus on different categories and they complement each other has been is it seems like it's a strategy that can that is enduring and has been pretty effective in supporting the IT small businesses. Do you have any thoughts on that? Absolutely. And I'm glad to hear you describe it like that because when we were working on SARS-3, we really stepped back and took a look at the at our entire GWAC and mass landscape and said, let's, figure, let's really look at how these work together. And out of that discussion emerged Polaris with, with the four socioeconomic pools yeah. that we have on it. And the intent is to be able to offer a portfolio of contracts that that work in tandem and rather than thinking about each one of them as sort of a siloed marketplace that's a great way to end the show i want to thank my guest today laura stanton laura is the government-wide it manager appointed by omb and she is also the assistant commissioner for the it category at gsa's federal acquisition service laura thanks for being on the show it was great to see you Thank you so much, Roger, and it was a pleasure to join you today. All right, thanks. Well, I'm Roger Waldron, and you've been listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. You've been listening to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. 
And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.